Hey, Meadows Church, welcome to 2023. I have to say this, we say this every single year. If you're watching today, if you're watching this message on January 1st, 2023, you gotta pat yourself on the back or give yourself a round of applause because you have perfect church attendance for the year. Come on, give it up for yourself. Hallelujah, God is good. And, and I'm excited that I get to deliver a message again to begin the year. I got to do it in 2022 as well, and it's always a privilege for me. I'm so thankful that Pastor Monty trusts me, gives me the opportunity to do this, and I'm so excited to start off 2023 with you and talking about something specifically, a parable that Jesus told, the parable of the soils, the parable of the, the sower, whichever version or translation of the Bible you're reading might say something different, but it got me to thinking, you know, there's a lot of parables in Scripture about agriculture, a lot of parables about things that require manual labor, you know, things that require waiting and, and trust and time and patience and a lot of effort and a lot of hard work that the people of Jesus' time would have been able to really relate to. And it got me to kind of thinking, like, man, I, I am absolutely terrible at things that require manual labor and patience and time and, and things that, you know, works of the hands that isn't artistic, you know, like I'm the guy that draws, I'm a play guitar and things like that and not, not so much planting and harvesting and farming and doing all that stuff. So it got me to thinking of a couple of, of fun things that have happened in my life, proof that you don't want me helping you with your latest DIY project, whatever you're doing. There's this one time we... Uh, when we were living in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, one of our friends on the worship team needed some help with a, an issue that he was having in his house. And so we go over there, a bunch of us, because, you know, that's the Christian thing to do. You go help, even if you're not, if it's more help for you to not be there like it is for me, you go anyway. You just show up. Your presence matters. So I show up at this guy's house, and I got a pretty simple instructions. It was like, here, here's a hammer. I want you to use the back of the hammer to start ripping the floor out. And so I was like, okay, well, that seems pretty simple. I can see these other people doing it right next to me. So I'll just do what they're doing. So I just start hacking away at this guy's floor. And I think like, man, I'm doing a really good job. I felt pretty good about myself. was kind of just doing my own thing. And then all of a sudden, Pastor Monty, who was also there at the time, he comes and taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, you need to stop what you're doing right now. And I was like, ha, good one, Monty. I'm like doing better than everyone else. I'm ripping more floor out than anyone. And he's like, no, seriously, stop. And I was like, oh, what's, what's the matter? What's going on? He's like, you're ripping the foundation out of the house. <laughs> I was like, I, what? I don't, what do you mean foundation? It's all wood. But I, I, just, I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead. And, does anybody need anything from like Menards or something? I'll just go make a run. I just went home. I didn't even come back. I mean, that was embarrassing. And I just left. And I left the mess for somebody else. So there was that. And there was also this time when my brother, who my older brothers, they've known me since birth right? So they understand, like, this is what Sayer's capable of. This is his level of competence when it comes to DIY, housework, things like that. They understand that, but one of my older brothers, Tyler, he asked me one time to come over and help reshingle his roof. Is it roof? 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 Whatever you, however you say it, he asked me to come over there. It was a bad idea regardless. I get up on the ladder. I get up onto his roof, and I'm, I'm sitting there watching these guys reshingle a roof, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to ruin his house. So I, I was trying to think, like, how can I possibly get out of this? Like, I'm not sick, so I can't fake like I'm sick. So I looked down from the roof, and all of a sudden, it was like the Holy Spirit opened up the heavens for me to have this excuse. I was like, you know what, Tyler? Your grass is super long. Why don't I go mow that for you? 
So I got down off the roof and I went and mowed his grass as everybody on the roof is like, you know, looking at me and laughing. Uh, but you know what? I, I have to be shameless in those situations because I'm absolutely terrible with that kind of stuff. But you know what? I think even a, even a broken watch or a broken clock is right twice a day, right? So a couple years back, my wife, for Mother's Day, wanted a garden in our backyard. And of course, you know, who gets the responsibility of building that? Well, my older brother, Ryan, of course. He's a handy guy. No. So I helped Ryan, you know, pick out the wood and, and build this garden and everything. And we had this, you know, 18 metric tons of dirt delivered into our tiny driveway, which I shoveled into a tiny wheelbarrow and wheelbarrowed it back into the backyard every single night after work for like literally five or six weeks. It was the craziest experience, but you know what? I, I felt really accomplished at the end. I had brought all this dirt after building this garden in the backyard because I knew that my wife for Mother's Day, that was what she wanted more than anything. And then, uh, of course, we moved here to Omaha. So somebody else gets to use that garden now. I hope they're really enjoying it uh, wherever you are. Um, but it, at any rate, the, it leads me back to Jesus and the parable of the soils, the parable of the sower, because we need to start 2023 off on the right foot, don't we? Everybody wants that. Everybody, you know, and not, not necessarily everybody's doing New Year's resolutions and things like that, but I think on some degree, you want to turn the page to a new year. You want to do things a little bit differently, maybe better than you did the year before. Maybe you're resetting goals. Uh, maybe, maybe you really just want to get off to a, a, a fresh start. Maybe it was a bad year. Maybe it was a terrible year. Whatever the case may be, in 2023, we're asking God to prepare our hearts. We're asking God to prepare our community for a harvest. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that we're preparing for something big. We're preparing for something great. You know, we say it every single week at Meadows Church, we tell our, tell our neighbor, have high expectations for today. And we say that because we serve a God who deserves our high expectations, amen? And so when we set high expectations, we have to believe that a harvest is coming. But Jesus told this parable, and I think that what's important to know about this parable before I get into it and if you have your Bibles, by the way, you can open up to, to Matthew chapter 13. We'll get there in just a second. But our role in 2023 is to scatter seed. And we're going to find out what that means in a little bit here. And, and not just to scatter seed, but to tend to the soil, right? To kind of labor over it like I did with those wheelbarrows full of dirt to just bring it back to, to prepare the garden, to prepare something for, uh, for a harvest, to prepare the soil for harvest, because that's what God's word does. God's word never returns void if you, if you let it. And, and we have to do our part in that. So, by the way, that reminds me, for anybody that was at Garden Prayer Room overnight on New Year's Eve, God's, God's done amazing things just through our prayers, through our expectations. And I hope that if you took part in that, I hope you believe what you, what you prayed, what you received from the Lord in those moments, and, and really taking steps towards seeing that harvest come to fruition. So our role, again, is to scatter seed on fertile soil and tend to that seed. And we have a series coming up, I think, after today, after January 1st, right, we get into, okay, you want to be week two of having perfect church attendance for the year? We start a brand new series, a sermon series at Meadows Church called Spiritual Fitness 101. And like I said, not everybody has New Year's resolutions, but I think we can all agree we want to turn the page to 2023 and have high expectations for what God can do. So if we're going to be fit spiritually, 
God's got to start preparing us right now. And he's preparing us by telling us to start 2023 by getting the soil ready. Get the wheelbarrow ready. Get ready for him to, to bring the harvest because that's what he's going to do. And so Matthew chapter 13, Jesus tells this parable of the sower, parable of the soils. And I just want to read it to you. Starting in verse 1, he says, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake, Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So what did Jesus mean by this? I think that a lot of times, you know, his parables can be left up to personal interpretation, but he left no questions asked about this one. The disciples asked him, what does this parable mean? What are you talking about? And so Jesus told them pretty directly. Matthew chapter 13, verse 18, skipping ahead a little bit, he said, listen, to, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. I think what's important to know from that is that a crop is expected out of every single one of us. Whether or not that happens, I think is up to us, right? So what's the seed in the story? What's Jesus talking about with the seed? Well, he said the seed is the message. The seed is the word. The seed is the, the, the good news about the kingdom of God. It's a message of new life, abundant life. And so what's the soil? Well, according to what Jesus just said, the soil is an understanding heart, a heart that has a willingness and an openness to be able to receive what the word says, but not just to receive it, but to actually do what he's saying. And when you let the word take root, I'm telling you, when you let the word take root, you will produce good fruit. I didn't even mean for that to rhyme. That's just how good the Holy Spirit is. When you let the, when you let the word take root in your life, it's going to produce good fruit. And you have to understand that good fruit is expected if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus. Good fruit is an expectation. It's not just something that, it's an added bonus, right, later down the road. Or, or it's not just something that you can say is optional in this walk. It's something that Jesus requires of every single one of us who say that we're followers. And when the word of God collides with fertile soil, the world will never be the same. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. So how do we make sure How do we make sure that the seed is falling on good soil? I think that Jesus laid these things out. It's like one through four. He's like, here's the three that aren't gonna work and here's the one that is. How do you make sure? First thing he said is that the seed that that falls on the the path, 
that gets snatched up by the enemy, that's, that's an example, in my opinion, that's an example of the word being snatched away because you're not in it every single day, right? And Pastor Monty says this all the time. We say it at Meadows Church all the time. Ten minutes a day for the rest of your days will change your days. And that becomes almost cliche in our minds to even think about, like, yeah, ten minutes in the word, I get it, I get it. I don't really understand the Bible, though. Commit to it. Commit to it today. Commit to reading it 10 minutes. Commit to it. Start in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the letters that Paul wrote. I promise you if you stay in the word every single day that your seed is not going to be snatched up off the ground because it can't be. The word of God never returns void, right? So when we talk about these four different things, I think the word being snatched up is pretty easy to avoid, right? We have to do at least a little bit, not just to hear it and let it go in one ear and out the other. We actually just have to take a few easy steps. And I say easy because they're easy on paper, but they're difficult to actually do. So take that step today. Pray, read your word, get into it every single day. But the second thing that Jesus said, he said that we have to make sure that the word is actually taking root in your life, right? You have to make sure that it's actually forming roots deep down because if it's falling in shallow soil, if you just receive the word, like he said, receive it with joy in a moment, and then the next day it passes and you're like, oh, I, just, I don't really have time to read my word. And the next day passes, I don't really have time to pray today. The next week passes, I don't really have time to come back to church again. And all of a sudden, you're coming once every six to eight weeks those type of things, if you let those things happen in your life where you compromise the things that God wants for you, the things that God has for you, for the things that tend to take priority in your life, that's the seed that's falling in the soil that doesn't, that doesn't get those deep roots. You gotta let it fall on good soil, a truly understanding heart like Jesus said. And it kind of reminds me, as we talked a few weeks back in a, an amazing series, which you can find on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, called The Unsaved Christian. Kind of makes me think a lot about that, right? A lot of times in the, the Christian faith, you have a lot of people that will hear the word and it impacts them in such a great way. I mean, they're so impacted in a, in a church service or at a youth camp or at some kind of event, like a, a Christian concert or something like that. You have this mountaintop moment and all of a sudden you're on fire for Jesus for a couple of days in that fire quickly fades away because didn't quite know or maybe weren't told or you didn't understand that you have to actually do something with that fire, that seed that was planted, right? You have to actually let it take root in your heart, in your life by practicing these things, reading the word, praying, listen to uh, great podcasts and sermons from other preachers, things like that. Go back and listen through the archives of Meadows Church Messages. Those are the kind of things that's going to keep your fire burning every single day, and you can start, it's not too late to start. I think a lot of times people find, man, it's, it's just, it's too late for me. Like, I'm too embarrassed to go back to the beginning. I'm too embarrassed to go back to the basics. I'm too embarrassed to get into a life group to kind of reveal that I don't know how to pray, or I don't know how to, to read the word. I don't understand the word as well as some of these other people. None of that stuff matters. Your relationship with Jesus is about you and him. But as we're going to find and as we're going to come to discover, I, I also believe that, man, what we choose to do, the way that we choose to treat the soil that, that we have in our heart, I truly believe that it has an eternal impact on other people. So go back and check that, that, that sermon series, The Unsaved Christian. It's so good. But it, it, it reminded me, like, 
man, are you really on fire? And I ask myself this question as well. Are you really on fire or do you merely just claim Christianity as your religious affiliation, right? If you're really on fire, you're doing things differently. You're going against the grain of what the world says is right, is normal, right? You're doing things the way that Jesus taught. And 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 2 in the message translation, I don't have this in the notes, so it won't be on your screen, but you can go check it out. It's, really, it's a really quick verse, and it, it, it certainly struck me. He says, not every believer, quote unquote, is a believer. And I found that to be so fascinating to think about. And I think just looking inward, looking in the mirror, looking at ourselves, is that you today? Is that you? The third, things that, the third thing that Jesus warned against, watch out for the thorns. When the thorns start to grow along with the plant that's been planted, man, I think that that's going to happen almost by default. Anytime a good seed is planted in good soil, there's going to be thorns that try to creep up, right? Jesus talked about it. He talked about the things that we worry about in this life or, or wealth, you know, just really being consumed by work, really being consumed by your fears for tomorrow or next week or next year or what's going to happen with this situation or that situation. Those thorns, they will choke out your relationship with Jesus in the end. And I think that one thing that, one thing I really felt the Holy Spirit speak to me as we talk about this, as we talk about thorns choking out our faith in Jesus, it's not to say that your faith in Jesus doesn't have power over those thorns, right? That, that your faith in Jesus doesn't have power over the weeds that grow. What it means is that you gotta start pruning stuff in your life to get rid of those weeds, to get rid of those thorns so that they don't choke out the good news that's written in your heart, right? Because that's what they will do eventually. In the end, that's what Jesus said. Sin and, and, and a relationship with Christ can't coexist. Are you allowing sin to coexist with your life in pursuit of Christ? Just straight up, just ask yourself that question here as we begin 2023 or whenever you're listening to this message, it doesn't matter if it's the start of a new year or not. Today is a day that you can change, that you can do something different, that you can truly prune these things out of your life so that your relationship with Christ can produce a crop and a harvest abundantly above and beyond anything that you could ask, dream, or imagine. And I believe this truly, that a harvest of good fruit will come if you tend to that soil every single day. If you tend to that plant that's been planted, it might seem so small and insignificant at first when you plant something under the soil, when you can't see what's happening underneath. But if you have good soil, and if that plant is allowed to, to take root in the soil, and if you tend to it every single day, if you water it, if it's getting the appropriate amount of sunlight, all of these different things we understand, even me who has no idea anything about these agriculture and things like that, I understand that a plant needs certain things to live, to survive, to not die. And that's exactly the same. That's what Jesus is trying to point out about our faith walk every single day. If you're not tending to it every single day, and that's seven days a week. That's not to say, you know, that we're being legalistic or that we have to be legalistic with ourselves about certain things. But stay committed. Stay committed today. Stay committed tomorrow and the next day. Do hard things one step at a time, and I promise you the compounding effect of it over time, as you continually see God work in your life, I guarantee you, you will see that fruit. That fruit will come. A harvest of good fruit will come if you tend to the soil every single day. Tend to that plant. 
trim the weeds, be willing to do those hard things, to get rid of the hard things, to protect that plant, because that harvest, it impacts way more than just you. How many of you know that? that when, if, if, if you're a plant, if you're a fruit-bearing plant, you don't pick the fruit off yourself, do you? It's not just you. It's not for you. It shows that you're a healthy plant. It shows, that, uh, say, an apple tree. If an apple tree is not producing apples, what, what is it? It's just a tree. If, an, if, if the apple tree is producing apples, who comes and picks apples off it? That apple tree is not picking its own apples, is it? So you have to understand that this fruit that you're supposed to produce, this harvest, this crop that you're meant to produce, it has very little to do with you. It has everything to do with the eternal future of the people that you impact. It's so amazing that this parable, it shows that only 25% of an audience is gonna be that good soil that Jesus talked about, right? And that's what Meadows Church, we need to be here in 2023. We have to be different. We have to be set apart. Remember, like we talked about during the Gifts of Christmas series, we talked about being set apart for God and the difference between that and being set apart from God. We have to be set apart. Most people aren't in the word on a consistent basis. Most people don't pray on a consistent basis. Most people don't make Sunday church a weekly priority. Most people don't come to the garden prayer room. Most people don't do things like serving in the church, joining a life group, joining a purpose group. But if you want what most people have, then just keep doing what most people are doing. If you want what few people have, then do what few people are doing, right? I mean, I think a lot of times we get so caught up in, in these things that, that life throws at us that we, we forget the main thing. We forget that, man, Jesus said this path, it's going to be narrow. It's going to be rocky. But when we get to that path, if there's a start and a finish line, right, if we get to the start of this narrow, rocky path, then what do we expect? As we take one step after another, we're trying to be fruitful. We're trying to produce a crop. We're trying to produce a harvest. It's going to take effort. It's going to take work. It's going to take intentionality as anything worth doing does. This, this parable that Jesus told, it makes me think, and it's not directly related because I, I wasn't there when this particular tree was planted, but back when we lived in Sioux Falls, we did the, the campus at Celebrate Church. Right outside the front doors, there was this tree, and this tree was pretty amazing. I mean, I've never seen anything else like it in person, which is kind of crazy because you see a lot of trees, I guess, over the course of your life. But this particular tree was half dead, half alive. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't even a matter of like, well, what, are you a half gla glass half empty, glass half full kind of person? It, it was like split down the middle. This tree was always, one half of it had leaves, the other half did not. And, and we have this picture of this tree and this isn't the exact tree, but it was very similar to this. And it was a bizarre sight to see every single year. You, and it, I don't think there was any coincidence by the fact that this tree was sitting right outside the doors of a church. I think it served as just an incredible reminder. And really, this goes along with the category that I personally believe that many people find themselves in, myself included a lot of times, the, the tree that's consumed by the thorns. And if you look this situation up, half dead, why are trees half dead? If you Google that, there's a number of different reasons for it. But a lot of times what's happening is, is that the roots are being absolutely consumed and destroyed under the soil 
for one half of that tree. And I think that, man, that just makes me think, like, not, not every thorn is going to be able to be seen out in the open, right? It's not just, like, you know, thickets that you can see. It's not just certain things that grow along with this tree or plant. It's certain things that you can't even see that are happening beneath the soil. They're happening beneath the, the surface. And, and what I think is fascinating about this tree is that half of it, it has leaves on it, and the other half, it's completely dead. But what is the other half supposed to be doing? The other half of that tree is supposed to be bearing leaves, maybe even fruit. And I look at that tree, and I think about that tree, and I think about the fact that it was, I believe, strategically placed right outside of a church as a reminder to every single one of us that, man, you can't be half in, you can't be half out. That's the, that's the plant with the thorns growing with it, in my opinion. You look at the plant that's growing and it has thorns growing along with it. It's, it's a plant that has, you know, compromised. And it, it, using it as obviously a metaphor for our own lives, right? We look at this and we see something that's, man, that's kind of a crazy phenomenon, like a half-dead tree. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty wild. But what about in the supernatural realm? What about in our, our walk with Christ? When we see something like that, something has to change. It has to be healed. I was reading up on that situation with the half-dead tree. It's like you need an arborist to come and figure out what's happening beneath the soil. And not to seem super corny or anything, but how many of us in our lives need the arborist to come and examine the soil, to dig a hole, to look at the roots, to see what's consuming from the inside out so that we can live a life where we do see fruit, good fruit, and a good harvest, and a good crop in 2023. we got to keep planting seeds. We have to believe that God can do something great, having those high expectations. Got to keep praying. Got to keep reading the word. Got to keep inviting and loving those around you. And keep tending to the soil, especially in your own life. There's so many things that, that get in the way of our relationship with Christ. And I feel like we talk about those quite a bit here at Meadows Church. There's so many things that get in the way, but the reason that we talk about that all the time is because, man, if, if we're seeing a great harvest and a great crop in our life, if we're seeing great fruit in our life, it should be impacting our community. Yet there's so many people that need to know Jesus. There's so many people that don't know him. There's so many people that don't know his love in their life. And that's up to us. One, one tree, one plant at a time. Not half dead, but completely and fully surrendered to him. So my challenge for you and, and your action point to start 2023 is this. Which category do you fall in? Was the seed plucked away right away? Did it fall into that shallow soil and didn't quite develop any roots? Did it develop roots and grow into a, a big plant, but it also has thorns choking it from underneath and within and above? Or has that seed fallen on good soil for you? And you just need to keep those good habits going. Whatever the case may be, I think 2023 is an opportunity to get even closer because how many of you understand and know there's no plateau in a relationship with Christ? There's nothing, a plateau is dead or at least half dead. You've always gotta be getting closer and closer to the king, closer to the father. And if that is you today that, man, maybe you've never even had that seed of good news planted in your life, Maybe you've never heard about the love of Jesus. Maybe you've never heard that, that there's a king that came to die for you. Remember, we, we talked about that last week at our Christmas Eve service. 
But the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, he came to serve, to give his life, to die for you. And he would do it again. That's, that's the message for you today. That's the good news. That's the seed for you today. So if that is you, can't encourage you enough, shoot us a, a direct message. Send us uh, an email at hello at meadows.church. Leave a comment on this video whenever or wherever you're listening to it that you want to follow Jesus, whether it's a renewal, a commitment to do it for the first time, whatever the case may be, we can't encourage you enough to take that step today, to, to plant that seed today so that we can see a harvest, that Meadows Church could be making an eternal difference in this community and with everyone that we come into contact with. Church, I want to pray for you. God, we thank you that we have an opportunity to start 2023 in a miraculous way. I thank you that you give us an opportunity to, to prune the things out of our life that, that I mean, they consume us. They consume us and they, they try to get in the way of the great things that you're doing. God, my prayer for everybody that's watching and listening to this today is that they would reap a harvest of good fruit from good soil in their lives to be willing to wait, to be willing to be patient, to plant that seed and to care for it from its infancy stages all the way until it grows into a, into a fruit-bearing plant, to trim and prune as needed along the way, but to grow deep roots in you, to stay committed to being in the word, to praying, to spending time with you every day. God, we thank you. We thank you in advance for the great things that you're gonna do this year. We believe, like we always say, the best is yet to come. And we believe it because it's who you are. You're the God of miracles. You're the God of new life. You're the God of second chances. And you're just getting started. We believe it and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I want to thank you so much for watching today. But don't stop there. I want to invite you to like or subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video, update, or message. But not only that, share this message with a friend. I mean, there are so many people out there hurting, struggling, and you have the ability to make an impact in their life. And finally, if, you're, if you live in the Omaha area, I wanna encourage you, come join us on a weekend service. We would love, love to meet you. God bless you.